Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marie Chu. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Christiana. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for asking. Sherry, have you been putting off some things that you know you should really be doing? That is like the funniest question ever. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I put off, you know, filing and cleaning my office. Like who wants to do those things, right? I really want to redo my closet and maybe clean my basement. But why are you asking? Well, I've been meaning for us to talk about procrastination for some time now. Yes, I may have been procrastinating. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I think I'm guilty of this, as I'm sure most people are. So when I started my research, something caught my eye that I think had my name reading all over it. And Mm -hmm. I know that you're really going to love it. It's called Revenge Sleep Procrastination. (laughs) It's going to be all about Christiana. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Okay, my curiosity is starting to get the better of me. So let's make this happen. Let's invite our friends to lace up their sneakers, grab a bottle of water, put on their sunscreen, and take us for a walk. So, Shari, where do I start with this topic? Procrastination is the act of delaying or postponing something we need to do. And I can comfortably say that most of us are guilty of this. (laughs) But procrastination is not the same thing as laziness. On the contrary, procrastination can result from having too much on your plate. I mean, I love the way that we've started with this, Christiana. Procrastination does not equal laziness. That makes me feel good because <laughs> here I was thinking, I'm just lazy for not cleaning my office. But what you're telling me is that maybe I just have too much on my plate. Of course, Sherry. <laughs> I've been so busy this summer. You've had so many events, about three or five, I guess. <laughs> almost back to back too my family and I truly enjoyed the 5k walk with which my three-year-old grandson did with ease oh yes he was was so cute you know at the end of the fifth uh, kilometer he was telling his dad to hurry up hurry up (laughs) faster so (laughs) I know that you and your mom have been doing such amazing work with trying to find a cure for ALS. And I know there's no stopping you till a cure is found. Yeah. I really wish you strength, wisdom, and loads of blessings to continue this work. You Thank you. Awesome job. So Sherry, do you know also that the opposite of procrastination is procrastination? <laughs> I've never heard that before. Okay, so this is when people complete tasks way ahead of time before they need to get done. And I feel like you are one of those people somehow. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's so weird. I know. I like to get things done before I feel like I need to have them done. Mm, Yeah, you know, I figure that. (laughs) 
the main driving force though behind procrastination is that people are afraid of failure. So, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to fail. You don't think you're doing well. And this hinders you from getting it done at all. And I think this applies mostly to perfectionists, which again, I think I identified you as a perfectionist too, right? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yes. Yeah. I know it's so hard. I'm trying to move away from that. Yeah. I am. Unfortunately, some perfectionists, those people that are really, really heavily into perfect, uh, what would I call it? No. <laughs> Hardcore perfectionism. <laughs> yes, perfectionism. They get in their own way because, you know, they put so much on themselves and, you know, then they become stressed and frustrated and so forth. Procrastination is a habit. To break a habit, we need to understand why we do it in the first place, right? So because a problem known is half solved. If you don't know why you procrastinate, you will really not know how to solve it. So there are actually four to six types of procrastinators. But what I did was I was able to merge four different types and from two different schools of thoughts. Rather than going six, I have four types. And um, Sherry, you and I are going to take turns discussing these different types of procrastinators. Okay. Yeah, we fit in. (laughs) Yeah. Scared. Scared. First one is the performer or plenty of time procrastinator. So these individuals, they often, you know, perform at very high levels and they claim they claim they love to work under pressure. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, they, they always take on more than they can handle. And in the end, it actually starts causing them stress and they eventually cannot complete their tasks. So some of these are students, yes. <laughs> you know, they're always waiting for that last minute to complete their work, right? Right. So how do these type of people overcome this? It's important for them to set deadlines, you know, have your own deadline. I think the best thing to do actually as a student you have your course deadline. You should have your own. Set it a couple of days before so that mm-hmm. you have time to review your work. You know, that that can be the difference between a B and an A, right? Right. Then also, in order to keep you on track, it's important to have an accountability partner. That is so helpful. Somebody to hold you to task. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I definitely don't think that I'm this kind of procrastinator. In fact, I remember when I was in school, like you have said, like to set deadlines. And when you have your own school deadlines to set your own deadlines ahead of those, I actually did that. And now I'm thinking, wow, I'm such a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what though, Christiana, like I was working also, right? So when you have so much going on, I like to have fun too. Like I want to like schedule that time to go out with my friends. Everything was sort of scheduled, which means I had to set those deadlines in order for me to be successful in school. Otherwise it would, everything would be all over the place. And that doesn't, that does not work for me. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Yeah. Right. 
So the second type of procrastinator is the self-deprecator slash perfectionist. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay, so perfectionists, as you mentioned, can often get in their own way because they set such a high standard for themselves in, in which they cannot often meet. And they get overwhelmed by fear of failure and they can start being self-deprecating, right? So the first thing is to not be so hard on yourself (laughs) (laughs) and admit when you're tired and you need a break. And, you know, like it's, it's so true. So as I mentioned to you, like a second ago, I really am trying to move away from this perfectionism. And one of the things that I'm learning is to have more self-compassion. So to learn that things don't need to be absolutely perfect, or that if I make a mistake, it's not the end of the world, and that I could learn from it and move forward, right? Mm -hmm. But the other thing I need to do with that perfectionism is not to place that on other people as well, right? And so that's really important for me too, especially when I work with not employees, not people that I pay, but volunteers, people who are giving me their time. I need to be really, really good about how I communicate, how I would like them to present, you know, the charity when they're volunteering for us. But I also need to understand that not everybody is going to have in their brains what I think they should know. And so I need to have that compassion, not only for myself, but for others as well. So I am trying to really move away from this perfectionism. Again, the problem known is half solved. The fact that you are aware of it means you can manage it. You can actually, you know, Put yourself within that parameter where you're not crossing the line. Yeah. It's good that you are very aware. Self-awareness is great. Mm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The third one is the overbooker and anxious procrastinator. So who are these people? These are the people that (laughs) lack time management skills, they often overbite. They take much more than they can handle. They just keep, you know, reaching out and getting more and more work, but they can't really finish what they have. And so because they're not meeting deadline, they become frustrated, stressed, and anxious. So what can these people do? They need to fill their calendars. They like to book things. So sure, book your calendars, make it full, but (laughs) schedule play and work times, like you said. Yes. You know, so that way, when they look at their calendar, it's full. They, They feel like they're really working really, really hard. But some of those times are for, you know, play and relaxation. So that will help them get better control and also reduce the anxiety, like, you know, so um, that is what you do for that type of <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Christiana, I mean, I didn't really 
think that I was totally a perfectionist because I feel like the next type of procrastinator is me for sure. It is the novelty seeker or the fun procrastinator. And this is not totally true where it says individuals in this group are never satisfied. That's not entirely true. But what can be true for me, especially, is that you get bored easily. So because you're not satisfied. (laughs) I get bored easily because I want to like, you know, the next fun thing is coming along and I don't want to miss it. Exactly. It's almost (laughs) like, you know, I was thinking about this because I was thinking, I think there's a little bit of me here, but the next what I'm going to say because of that, I refuse to put myself in this group. It's almost <laughs> no. like you're you're greedy. <laughs> this uh, greedy. You never have enough, or you you just want more and more and more, right? Never satisfied. Yeah, I can see that, but I don't think it's about greed. I don't think it's about greed. Yeah, I refuse to own up to three. That's why I'm not putting it because we... You know what it is? It's if you have one hour, you want to satisfy yourself in that hour. And if the first thing that you've tried is not satisfying, you go to the next thing. It's not about just doing, though. It's also about things. It's accurate things. Like me. Mine is gadgets, you know, <laughs> best, best iPhone, you know. I yeah. wanted a Mac. The kids are like, you won't know how to operate it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know, if mom wants something, she has to get it, you know, and she just wants it. I get it, then I move on. I get something else. Like, you know how many times I bought iPads that I never even used one time? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I need this iPad now. Hmm. So it's a little bit of greed. Okay. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> so maybe I want to be perfectionist procrastinator. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but one thing I'm also realizing is you cannot be a lot of both. There's one that actually overpowers, like you find yeah. that out because when we go to the next one, which is me, it's that is more pronounced. So I, I feel like even if you have a little bit of maybe more than one in you, mm-hmm. one definitely just takes, takes over. Yeah. Okay, so let's get back to this. So if you are a novelty seeker slash fun procrastinator, you can overcome this habit by creating to-do lists. So this way, even if you skip a project on your to-do list, you still know that you have it on your list and you can keep track of it and you can go back to it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when I was thinking about this earlier, I really do love to-do lists. I I actually rely on them a lot, especially for event planning, like just knowing that, you know, especially because if in the past, if I've forgotten something, like the list has really helped me stay on track and make sure I get whatever I need to get done. So I'm a believer in the to-do list. Okay. okay, now, so tell us, Christiana, what is this next one that you're talking about that is totally you? Explain. So this is the moment you have been waiting for all this time. Okay. <laughs> it's called revenge sleep procrastination. Like, I think I mentioned it at the beginning anyway. So this is when you sacrifice sleep for relaxation at the end <laughs> of the day or to complete other tasks so (laughs) this is a very unhealthy habit which Mm -hmm. is 
you know. <laughs> Which is why you end up texting me at midnight. Yeah, right. I stopped yeah. doing that. <laughs> so when I first saw this, I'm like, oh my God, it has my name written all over it. But I'm doing my best. I've been trying. I hear your voice in my head. I hear Dr. Odiatu's voice in my head. So I've been trying really hard, you know, to change. And, you know, I've been succeeding. But every once in a while, you do fall back into, you know, it's not, I think every once in a while, everyone have nights that they sleep late, right? Because For they, sure. But as long as you don't make it a habit. So the thing is, you start it just, you know, just as a temporary thing. And then it, before you know it, it's gotten hold of you and it's become a bad habit. So, yes. Well, I could definitely attest that you are a revenge sleep procrastinator for sure, (laughs) along with many other people in my life. I I believe this. And, you know, try as I might to convince them that they need to sleep. All they want to do is like continue to work on their tasks or I don't know what else they're doing in the middle of the night, but they are and they are not sleeping. Well, you know, habits are difficult to break, <laughs> but when you are faced with ones that have so many health repercussions, like revenge sleep procrastination, I'm sure that you'll find a way to get around it. And that is what I'm doing. So like with me, it's like, you no, know, what am I revenging? Like, why do I? <laughs> so, Good question, Christina. I know, right? So what, what does it really mean? And what is this, what does this look like? Yeah. You know, although researchers have been studying sleep procrastination for a long time, the terms revenge sleep procrastination and revenge bedtime procrastination are relatively new. So the part that refers to revenge is Mm -hmm. just people are trying to catch up on the time that they lost during the day. So you're trying to revenge on that. (laughs) That kind of makes sense, right? I mean, especially in your line of work where things just come up that you have to deal with. You can't just say, I can't deal with that right now or I'll deal with it tomorrow or next week. You things come up that you have to deal with. So by 11 o'clock at night, you're like, okay, I need to get that time back. And with that time, I got to fix what I missed, right? Or, or maybe just say, you know what? It's it's almost midnight and I've just been working all day. Or I've been stressed. I had to deal with things. I need some me time. Yeah. It's a negative way to have me time. I think in my case, I, I sort of narrowed it down to that. Because okay. it's my time, I'm relaxing. No one is with me, right? Yeah. But it, it, you know, it's just something that we really do need to look at seriously and get over it. So if you are someone who goes to bed late, if you spend sleeping hours doing chores, if you're getting insufficient sleep and feeling tired during the day, knowing fully well what the repercussions of this habit is. You are a revenge sleep procrastinator. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, I I can see this definitely in many people in my life. And I think part of it for them isn't just the me time. You know, maybe some of it is the me time where they're like, well, now is the time that I have to work out, even though it's midnight. 
I I didn't get to do it earlier the day, but I'm like, man, you know, working out late at night, it like, I don't know, but it gives me extra energy. So then you're going to people, but some people, it gets them to sleep Mm -hmm. better. (laughs) No, it's true. I've done it before. So I know. (laughs) Like, I, I don't know. I, I think relaxing yoga would work for me late at night, but like a very active yoga class would keep me up. You know, going to the gym late at night would keep me up because I feel like I need to come down from that high before I go to sleep. So, yeah, this can be a very dangerous thing. Yes, but I feel like once you put a name on something, it really makes a difference. Like I wrote, I wrote a piece once titled What's in a Name? Like, I feel like now that I have a name on this terrible habit, (laughs) it's a lot easier for me to deal with it because it's like, I just tell myself, no, no revenge necessary, you know? Okay. Yeah. Shut down everything. Just go. You don't have to revenge on time. Right. Yeah. And would you believe that the two most affected groups are women and students? Yeah. For sure. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially when in your child rearing days, when your your children keep you up, but it doesn't mean you don't have to do everything else. So going to bed late, waking up early, but this can lead to sleep deprivation and can negatively impact on our health. So here are some of the negative impacts that can result from revenge sleep procrastination. These are enough to deter anyone. If if you don't think you should continue, you should stop. I hope this really sort of give you a rude awakening. Okay. So feeling tired during the day, difficulty concentrating, irritability, not being a good person to live with or work yeah. with, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes, heart attacks, you know, heart failure, obesity. Oh my gosh. Well, there's more, Christiana. Impaired memory, depression, impaired immunity, premature aging, which is completely opposite to what we talk about, right? Mm -hmm. A lower sex drive, lower quality of life, relationship challenges, just like what you're talking about, Christiana, being irritable, right? Mm -hmm. That affects your relationships and the people that you work and live with. Absolutely. So there's really nothing more precious than having a healthy sleep hygiene. Once upon a time, a health practitioner told me to throw away my supplements. So just toss them in the garbage. If you're not getting proper sleep, you don't. Your supplements can't help you because I do believe in supplements. So. I have come a long way since that time, and I invite our listeners and friends to just, you know, take a listen to our Sleeping for Health episode. If you have not already done so, you will learn a lot about the importance of sleep. That's right, Christiana. I mean, sleep is so often overlooked by people as not an essential part of their health. And if you take a listen to our podcast on sleep or do any research of your own, you'll find that sleep is, in fact, critical to our health. Absolutely.
So, Christiana, I've learned that my procrastinations habits aren't really that bad. And I think the good news is that it is a habit and we can do something about our habits, right? Right. We can work on our procrastination. I can stick to my to-do lists and be more compassionate with myself and others. What about you, Christiana? Well, while I do not believe that we are all going to become recovered procrastinators at the end of this episode <laughs> what you don't think it's going to happen overnight <laughs> well you could though especially if you are a reversely procrastinator <laughs> but i'm excited that we've lifted the curtain on some of these terrible habits after all like i've been saying throughout this episode a problem known is half solved yeah so if you know it if you name it then you know what you're dealing with and it's easy for you to you know look for more positive ways to overcome this negative uh, (laughs) (laughs) or habit and also just you know find ways to overcome procrastination i'm christiana eggy and i'm sherry marie chu see you next time on forever young Until then, keep smiling because you're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young Podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.